presented by XFL2K.com with your host, Tron Hawkins. So I would like to ask y'all to help me give a warm Pacific Northwest welcome to the new head coach of the Seattle XFL team, Jim Zorn. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I want to uh, uh, thank Oliver for introducing me. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, I've accepted the position here is because he said that he had a son named Andrew Luck, and we have the first shot at him, I think. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what you said? Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm really excited about, <laughs> about being here. And uh, Andrew and I go back a long way in that uh, we were on different teams in the NFL, uh, kind of the same, same era. And when he called me uh, and, and asked me if I'd be interested in, the, in this league, he mentioned the name Vince McMahon. And I went, uh, isn't he the guy a long time? And he's going, yeah. But uh, as he explained it uh, and what Vince's vision was and what his vision was together uh, for the future of the XFL, I got excited because it's going to be real football. Uh, we're going to have real names on the back of jerseys. Uh, and uh, it's also going to be a, a bit creative. I think each head coach is going to have to really think through, and this is what I'm, one of the things that I'm most excited about, thinking through what it's going to be like to have a few little tweaks when it comes to the clock, uh, when it comes to getting the ball ready for play, when it comes to uh, what we can do both uh, offensively, offensively and defensively with players who uh, – may not have had this, uh, the opportunity that they've wanted to try to get uh, to a professional level. And uh, certainly in this community with, uh, I see players coming and going from the Seahawk team every year and I'm thinking, ah, this guy is really good. And I know that even uh, John Schneider sometimes has to agonize over letting the, and Pete have to let these players go on their way when, uh, it may be that they're just not developed enough. So that's one of the reasons that I'm uh, trying to get involved with this league because I love to have influence over young players and develop younger players. And then the second thing is there are a lot of coaches out there uh, who want to really do the same thing I'm doing and don't have the opportunity because there's only so many jobs. So this is an opportunity as well for a younger coach and maybe an older coach like myself to jump into a league that uh, is going to be very competitive with experienced coaches. And then some of these younger coaches that don't have quite the experience yet uh, get on board and be taught by these uh, older, older guys uh, on, the, uh, on the staff and then develop these young players and give them another opportunity. So I think the backing that uh, Vince is putting into uh, this league personally and, and his enthusiasm is overwhelming, as we all know. And then uh, hiring uh, solid guys that know about football, know how to manage, and know how to uh, get things done 
Uh, I want to be associated with that. Uh, I'm privileged uh, to be in a community where I do know the fans uh, will come out and support. We've already got eight season ticket holders. Did you know that? We're going to have eight people I know of <laughs> in the stands. It's going to be awesome. CenturyLink is going to fill right up, right? And so uh, we're, on our, you know, we're on our way. I got great support. I've got friends. I've got uh, family here. And I thank you for all uh, attending. And uh, a special thanks to uh, Gary and Sandy, who are sitting over here. Gary Wright, Sandy Gregory. They were here the very first day I walked into Seattle. And uh, it was the very first uh, signature I put on a player's contract in Seattle. And I took the very first uh, publicity picture with Sandy, if you remember, it was, in a, it was in the driveway of the AGC, uh, AGC building uh, when we were over on Lake Union. I don't know. I was the third guy ever signed by the Seahawks. And Sandy and Gregory are still here uh, wanting to come to a function like this. And uh, so I'm very honored. Uh, and then I'm also honored with my family here. And uh, uh, thanks for saying all that you said. I'll have to hear about all that stuff. They want to know where that stuff is all the good things that you uh, spoke into my, into my life, they're going to go, wait a minute, where is all that stuff? You need to uh, ooze it out at home. So, uh, w so we'll see. Uh, but uh, just to kind of put a close to this, uh, we have a lot of work to do. We really do. And I hope to hire, uh, we don't get to hire many, but the ones that we hire, I hope, can put together uh, franchise very quickly that will be competitive very quickly because this game is going to move fast uh, and I think it, we have until February to start this thing but there's a lot of work to be done so uh, I'm excited about getting to work uh, I promise you I'll be working hard with the group that I have and uh, I thank you for uh, supporting it I want to see these Seattle fans come out and uh, continue uh, to put um, themselves in the way of any, any team that tries to come in here and compete against us. Does that make sense? So come on out. Um, thanks so much, uh, and uh, let's get started with the XFL in Seattle. All right. Welcome to This is the XFL Podcast. I am your host, Tron Hawkins. Um, as you just heard, that was uh, Seattle's new Head coach Jim Zorn, he will be the head coach and general manager of the Seattle XFL team, yet to be named, uh, come 2020. Um, I think it's a good hire. Uh, you know, at the time when it was rumored, I was like, oh, which is weird because when Seattle was announced as a city for the XFL, I was like, oh, but I think it's a good fit. I like how they're giving coaches to their regional teams, like Bob Stoops, Oklahoma, Dallas, you know, close together. Um, Pepe Hamilton went to um, Howard, D.C. Jim Zorn was the first quarterback in Seahawks history, and here he is back in Seattle coaching, um, maybe not in the stadium he played in, but coaching in Seattle's football stadium. Um, I think it makes sense, and uh, I know a lot of people's kind of iffy about him because of the whole Redskins uh, debacle, but no coach would have been good for the Redskins. I mean, he had Jason Campbell as his quarterback. So... 
Let's talk about Jim Zorn a little bit. He went to junior college, uh, Cerritos College, uh, and then he went to Cal Poly Pomona, which most of these little schools probably haven't around anymore. As a junior that season, he registered 2,367 passing touchdowns, uh, passing yards, damn, that'd be a lot of touchdowns, uh, passing yards and 16 touchdowns, um, and won the, that Southern California College Division Player of the Year honors. Um, as a senior, Jordan's play was affected by coaching changes. He only posted 1,783 yards. And six touchdowns. He finished his collegiate career with 10 school records, 5,314 total yards, 41 of those passing, 22 passing touchdowns, 1,164 rushing yards, and 18 rushing touchdowns. He also threw javelin for the track team. So he's a, he was a decent college quarterback. Um, Zorn was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Dallas Cowboys. The same year they had their famed Dirty Dozen draft. He was the Cowboys' last cut two days before the start of the 75 season to make room for running back Preston Pearson, who was waived by the Steelers. He had a trout for the L.A. Rams, but did not sign. The Seahawks signed him as a free agent in 1976. He was the third player they ever um, they ever signed, he said, during this press conference. So, I mean, he was a newly signed player for the Seahawks. He would become a star starting quarterback for the Seahawks in their early days from 1976 to 83 before his position was taken by Dave Craig. He needed to vote to second string midway through the 1983 season. He held second string backup positions with the Seahawks, 83-84, Packers in 85, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the Canadian Football League, 86, the Buccaneers in 87, before retiring in 1987. So he didn't have a, you know, he had a decent 11-year career. After spending a year out of football, he signed as a free agent with the Seahawks in 76. Zorn um, and Steve Largent was, a, was the first big combo the Seahawks had. Largent was the first Seahawk inducted to the Ring of Honor. Jordan was the second, uh, two years apart, 91. Um, Jordan was actually named Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, his rookie year, by the uh, National Football League Player Association. Think about that. He went from undrafted to getting cut um, to being Rookie of the Year a year later. So, you know, you got to give him some props for that. He's also the Seahawks team's MVP, throwing for 12 touchdowns and resting for four. This is back before passing games was outrageous. He also was the Seahawks team. Uh, I'm sorry. He's, his three consecutive 3,000-yard seasons were tops in team history since been broken by Matt Hassel back in 2005, and he was the first Seattle quarterback to record back-to-back 300-plus-yard games a feat he accomplished twice. Again, nowadays, everybody in the mom throws for 300 yards. But back then, it was rare. So when somebody did it, it was like, holy crap, somebody did it. You know, that wasn't Bradshaw or one of those big-name quarterbacks. This is a guy pretty much playing on an expansion team. Going out there and do, putting in work. Um, he was succeeded by Dave Craig, like I said earlier, through not, midway through the 1983 season. The the year the Seahawks first made the playoffs, Jordan stayed with the team as a second team until the end of 84. You know, that takes some professional courtesy to stay on a team that you got demoted from, especially when you've been starting quarterback for seven years or so, seven seasons, and you got demoted halfway through. He could have bitched. He could have whined. Um, you know, he could have went and played for another team, said, you know, cut me. But he didn't. He stayed through a whole nearly season after that. Zorn was well known as one of the most prolific scrambling quarterbacks of his day, which was rare back then. He was named the eighth best mobile quarterback in NFL. by NFL.com in history. Um, he played backup uh, for the Green Bay Packers, Blue Bombers, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, in the NFL, Zorn threw for 2,115 yards and 111 touchdowns, completing 50% of his passes, he also ran for another 17 touchdowns. 
he was a very good mobile quarterback for his day. This is the 80s for everybody did it. Like now everybody's got to be kind of like a mobile quarterback. And the, you know, I talked about it on other podcasts before. You got to the quarterback position actually fell off like you're going to have to scramble. It's going to be an offensive league. I think that kind of quarterback will be important in this league. And I think Jim Zorn will be perfect to find that kind of quarterback. And I know like a lot of people was kind of like Okay, woo, we got Bob Stoops. And, oh, okay, Pep Hamilton gets a chance. And, oh, Jim Zorn. But the more I think about it, and the more I listen to it, I think that's how everybody is, the more we're like, you know what? Jim Zorn's a good hire. It might not seem like it on the surface, but he is a good hire. And, you know, even in the press conference, which you heard, he joked about, you know, joked about how only when he took the job because Andrew Luck was available, <laughs> might be available, or some guy named Andrew Luck that's the son of Oliver. Um, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad hire at the end of the day. It might have seemed like at the time, and, you know, it might not be the sexiest pick compared to Bob Stoops or compared to Pep Hamilton, but then the day, I think it's a pretty damn good hire, and I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. After his playing career concluded, uh, Zorn returned to college football as an assistant coach. His first stop was Boise State. Uh, this is back before Boise State is the Boise State we knew now. In the Big Sky Conference where he was the quarterback coach for a season, under Skip Hall from 88 to 91. He then served as office coordinator for Utah State from 92 to 94. From 95 to 96, Zorn coached the quarterbacks at Minnesota Golden Gophers. And he'll, and I'll get to the other quarterback, you know, coach positions he had. But this is what I was talking about when it came to this league. Pep Hamilton, quarterback coach. Bob Steve's not really, but he had some good quarterbacks at Oklahoma. So it's one of those things where this guy. This guy could could be a good XFL coach. Because as I keep preaching on this podcast, and there's like, you know, early podcasts, like this XFL show, and I'm sure XF podcasts, and XFL2Hey.com, he don't have podcasts, but he's I'm sure he's mentioned it. The highest paid position in this league is going to be quarterbacks. You know why? Because quarterbacks are going to be the stars. You want somebody to develop these quarterbacks, and this guy can do that. Zorn moved up to the pro coaching ranks in 1997 with the Seattle Seahawks as a quarterback coach under Dennis Erickson. Um, he then spent three seasons with the Detroit Lions, 98-2000, under coach Bobby Ross. Um, and he was instrumental in the developer of rookie quarterback Charlie Batch. Batch's 88.3 passer rate in that season was his fourth highest rookie mark in NFL history. Charlie Batch ended up being a really, really good backup uh, for the Steelers behind uh, Roethlisberger and Maddox and all them. Um, so... It, people's like, oh, Charlie Batch, well, he did something with him. He made, Charlie Batch made a lot of money thanks to Jim Zorn, if you think about it someday. He returned to Seattle in 2001 and worked with head coach Mike Holmgren and offensive coordinator Jill Haskell and influencing the team's offense while also furthering the development of team quarterbacks. Again, quarterback coach. Um, Zorn tutored Matt Hasselbeck, who broke his record. who set a rec- franchise record 3,841 passing yards. Hasselbeck became the franchise's most efficient passer while joining Zorn is the only Seahawks quarterback to pass for 2,000-plus yards in three consecutive seasons. It wasn't hard for him to be good with Dan Son Alexander, who's one of the running backs of all time, being in the in the backfield. So, um, you know, let's give some credit to Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck was good. But, hell, play action pass was killing people back in the day because everybody thought Sean Alexander was going was gonna to run it. In 2007, under Zorn, Hasselbeck sets Seattle single – Season marks for pass attempts, completions, and yards. He also threw a career high 28 touchdowns and reached to his third Pro Bowl selection. Zorn helped the guy who beat all his records. That's two seasons uh, as head coach. 
of the Washington Redskins. Zorn was hired in 2010 by the Ravens as quarterback coach to replace Hugh Jackson, who departed to the Oakland Raiders. And then Zorn, Flacco reached career high totals in touchdowns, quarterback rating, and career low in interceptions. The Ravens improved from nine and seven the previous from the previous season to set twelve and four. Despite this, Zorn was fired by the Ravens at the end of the season. Flacco gave Zorn his approval and support vocally objecting the fire. Yeah, I remember this. He he gave Flacco his best one of his best seasons. This is before he won the Super Bowl, and he got fired. And everybody was like, "Why the hell did they fire him?" Which we admit, Flacco is garbage. Um, and don't just say now. Always, he got lucky that Super Bowl run. This might be his best year he had in his horn, and he got fired. He was hired in 2011 by the Chiefs as the quarterback coach and stayed through 2012 when Andy Reid took over as head coach. He brought in a whole new coaching staff. So here's the black mark on his career. After the Redskins, head coach Joe Gibbs retired in January 2008. Daniel Snyder hired Zorn as the team's new offensive coordinator. On February 10, 2008, Snyder made him the new head coach. So he went from offensive coordinator to a head coach in a month. He was fourth head coach hired by Snyder since he bought the team in 99. Again, everybody who coaches there is awful because of Dan Snyder. Um, Zorn earned his first professional coaching victory of the 29-24 win over the Saints in Week 2 of the 2008 season. In Week 4, Zorn became the only Redskins head coach to win the, his first game at Texas Stadium against the rival Cowboys. Um, this is actually the last year the Cowboys had at uh, Texas Stadium before they moved into Jerry World. And he became the only Redskins coach to win his first game there, and the stadium opened in 1971. So, 37 years it took Redskins coach to win their first game there. The Cowboys moved the Cowboys stayed into that nine, of course. George Allen actually won his first game at Cowboys, the Cowboys, but it was at the Cotton Bowl the year before, um, the year before no, a couple years before Texas Stadium. Zorn complimented the Redskins' bruising running attack with his version of the West Coast offense, a combination that helped the Redskins finish eighth in the NFL in rushing yards. Zorn started a tender, uh, tenure, tenure with the Redskins by leading the team to a 6-2 record for the first half of the season, but they went 2-6 and six and finished 8-8. Eight eight. However, Zorn's new offensive uh, offense produced for four starters who are in Pro Bowl honors. Clinton Porters, who's the man, and his fourth in rushing yards. Tight end Chris Cooley, who's also the man I loved him, uh, earned his second consecutive Pro Bowl appearance and led the team in career high with 83 receptions, 843 yards, which is awesome for a tight end back then. Uh, offensive tackle Chris Samuels earned his sixth Pro Bowl experience, and fullback Mike Sellers on his first Pro Bowl. So, you know, he helped the running game and the tight end get involved. Uh, since game 2009 season, with a record of 2-4, and four, the Redskins relieved Zorn of offensive play calling duties, assigning assistant coach Sherman Lewis to do that, um, following the Redskins lost to Kansas City. So he did both. He's offensive coordinator and coach there for a while, which might not seem important, but since he's going to be head coach and GM, it proves that he can multitask. Um, like Pep Hamilton said, you know, it's all about picking your own groceries. So he's going to know what players look for. That's going to be the most interesting part of this whole league is the coaches being the GMs. Like, he's going to pick his own groceries. Like, he is to blame if his team fails. In the early morning, January 4th, 2010, it was reported that Zorn had been fired at the final game of the regular season, lost to the Chargers. He failed to make the playoffs in either season. Replaced by Mike Shanahan, Jim Zorn has since given a series of interviews with the local D.C. networks in which he expressed disappointment in the handling of his dismissal. He started out 6-2 and ended 12-20, so he didn't do good after that. Um, he's coached under Derek, uh, Dennis Eckerson, Bobby Ross, Mike Holman, John Harbaugh, Todd Haley, Romeo Cornell. Um, well, I mean, that's who they, yeah. So, 
he's he's been with some good coaches. On February 25th, 2019, Zorn was announced to be GM and head coach of the Seattle-based XFL team. Let's go over what uh, some people have been saying about this hire. Uh, Oliver Lutz said, I watched Jim Zorn play for the Seahawks, an expansion franchise, and I was totally captivated with his style of play. He was innovative. He was creative. He did all the things a player that we want to do as a league. So he want they want this coach to be creative. They want him to be uh, captivated with the style of play. Each coach is going to have different game plans. Each coach is going to have a different style, and he's going to get to pick the the players that fit that style. It's like everybody got their own recipe for, say, red velvet cake, just saying. Some people put nuts, some people don't. It's kind of like that. Um, one guy might be making it traditional. One guy might be like adding some nuts. One guy might be making it, for some freaking reason, vegan. It's, you know, it's just about how they want to go about it. And that's where this comes, you know... Come in handy getting to pick your own players. Uh, Walter Jones uh, said, Congrats to my friend and my second favorite Seahawks quarterback of all time, the new XFL Seattle coach, Jim Zorn. I know you make us proud. Can't wait to come out and watch you do your thing. John Hobble said, Jim Zorn is highly regarded football mind who is an outstanding leader, mentor, and person. He is a proven winner in football and in life. I have tremendous respect for Jim, and I know he'll be great for the XFL Seattle franchise. Scott Hansen said, the new coach of XFL Seattle team really needs no introduction to Seahawks, the Seattle fans. think it was a smart move hiring one of the city's sports icons. Steve Largent, who I talked about earlier, said, Jim Zorn has been my best friend since 1976 when he began playing football together, when we began playing football together in Seattle. Jim has always been a hard worker and selfless guy. I have watched and adored Jim throughout his coaching career in college and in the XFL. Or NFL. The XFL couldn't have gotten a more perfect fit than Jim. He is a knowledgeable coach and a straight shooter and a longtime Seattle native. I look forward to watching Jim's success in the XFL. So that's some of the stuff people have been saying about him. Like I said before, I think it's a good hire. Um, he's got experience in college and NFL, like Oliver Luck said that they wanted him to have. He has a creative mind. Um, and also, he's good at building character. Um, they don't want just coaches you know, to build players. They want to build good players. Good. They want to get them out in the community and do good work. And they're getting these coaches from these different communities, from their home communities, so they can do just that. You know, Jim Zorn's going to want what's best for Seattle. Pep Hamilton's going to want what's best for D.C. Jim Zorn's going to want what's best for Seattle. And, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Bob Stitt's going to want what's best for Dallas since he lives, you know, out at the road in Norman. So they did this stuff on purpose. I think it's smart. I can't wait to see who the next coaches are. And I will do an episode on each one of the coaches, and then I will rank them. Jim Zorn, like I said, he's not the sexiest coach in the world, but I think he's going to get the job done, and I think he will be a great XFL coach. Uh, let me know what you think about Jim Zorn and all the other coaching hires so far. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at XFL Podcast, Facebook, at XFL Podcast. Join the XFL um, Discord page. Have chat with other XFL fans. Check out XFL Board. Check out XFL2K.com. He does a pre-show for all the coaching introductions. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I got some good episodes coming out soon. I got a couple I've already recorded that's going to be out. I'm pretty excited for it. Pretty excited for 2020 and pretty excited to share it with each and every one of you. Thank you and have a good night.